This is WFO Radio. All right. We have now been joined by our race winning crew chief, Chris Gayhart. Chris, can you hear us okay? I can, yeah. All right. Congratulations on that victory. Um, we appreciate you spending some time with us. We are going to get to as many questions as we can um, in the time that we have with you. So to kick us off, we're going to go to Kelly Crane. Kelly, with your question. We just won Las Vegas. I got all night. You guys <laughs> take it long. <laughs> That's a fair point. Go ahead, Kelly. Thank you. Hi, Chris. Congratulations. Um, it sounds like Denny was pointing to this race a year ago where you guys hit on something. He had said he'd been so close before and just never got the right breaks, but it sounds like he also hit on something with the car. Can you share any insight into what it was that was different that you guys brought back this time around? Yeah, we, we definitely did. Um, Vegas, you know, reaching back to uh, the spring race in 2020 was really kind of the last track that he and I hadn't hit on together. I just hadn't found exactly what we needed. And, um, you know, it, it was it was definitely a, a struggle for us, you know, excluding like Charlotte Road course, those kind of things. It was kind of of the meat and potato tracks. It was the last one that we just hadn't got a hold of. And then we come back in the fall with with a game plan and, you know, really worked on on certain areas of simulation and, and things that I just really felt like we needed to be good at um, to to be good here. And uh, it panned out. And since then, and, you know, it's been our North Star. I mean, you know, with Denny and I and this race team at every track, once we lock in on what it is that we need, we've been really fortunate to be able to duplicate that for the most part. And now it's been no different at Vegas. Two wins in the first four races of the playoffs. How dangerous is this race team? Well, it's just such a such an advantage to win any race in the playoffs, but certainly the first race of any uh, of of any round, um, because, you know, especially this round, you look ahead to Talladega and Charlotte, it's just you, you can't stress enough. Uh, you know, the, every one of these race teams are professionals, so they deal with the, the stress and the pressure and they handle it. But it's there. You know, it exists and you can't you can't look past it. It's real. And, and you know, we've only had to deal with that for what will be two of the next of the first six races of the playoffs. And certainly, you know, our team's been really capable all year long. Every metric other than the win column has been astounding for our team. It's really been our best year together thus far. And, uh, you know, you stay up front as much as we have and the wins are going to finally come and, and they're coming at the right time. Thank you. Okay. Our next question is going to come from Justin. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, first off, congratulations. Uh, how much does this win mean to be able to not have to worry about wild card races like Talladega and, and the Roval where we've seen pretty much anything happen? Yeah, it really can't be overemphasized. You know, with the exception of the five car coming into the night, really no team was safe. I mean, the, you know, the cut line was in the teens for the, from the, the car that was the most safe other than the five. And, and we were one of them at 11, I think it was. So it really can't be overstated. Um, it, it, again, these race teams at this level, they're all professionals. They deal with pressure so well. Uh, it's just part of the job in pro sports. But if there's a competitor out there, that's if there's a team out there that's not having to deal with that pressure when every other one of them is, it's a big advantage. And I'm happy it's the 11 car. Okay, our next question will come from Davey Siegel. Go ahead, Davey. You said you're going to be up all night, so what's the party going to be like? 
<laughs> I don't know if we're going to be up all night or not, but I guarantee I got enough energy to do it at the moment. Uh, you know, I just can't think of a better place to win. You know, I mean, the Southern 500 Darlington was huge, but this was this was statistically Denny's worst racetrack, barring any you know short-term road course type stuff. And uh, for us to be able to be able to triumph here and do it consistently now, I mean, we had a great we had the best car here a year ago, had a really good car this spring, and and certainly had a top two car um, tonight. Uh, you know, it just shows what this race team's capable of, and I'm proud of it. Danny, what about you? What's the party going to be like? <laughs> I can't hear. I can't He's asking what your party in Las Vegas is going to be like. Danny, can you hear us now? Yep. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Davey was asking what the party was going to be like after the win tonight. I can't tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I'm debating uh, 50-50 whether I'm staying or going, so we'll see. I, I'm not sure. I uh, I got to get the kids from school tomorrow, so I got I to still somewhat be a little bit responsible. All right, and just a quick update for everyone on the um, Zoom here tonight. We are now joined by our race winning driver, Danny Hamlin, and our race winning owner, Coach Gibbs, and we still have Chris Gabehart here as well for questions. So we're going to continue with questions. Please let us know who your question be directed to. And to kick us off next, we'll go to Greg Engle. Go ahead. Hey, uh, this is for Chris. Um, I think you should stay. But Chris, um, the, the, the guys looked pretty good early on. I mean, they were on the top four spots at one point. When all those stops were happening and, and Denny came in and, and all that, um, and, and the Hendrick guys kind of stayed out there, did that give you a little pause, or are you just confident enough to know you were doing the right thing? Well, um, no, I was confident we were doing the right thing. It just was really at a very critical point in the stage where it wasn't obvious that it opened a window for everyone, uh, but it turned out that, it, that it, that's the way it played out. But uh, that was right at the edge of our fuel window, and after you run a few cautions, it was going to put us well within it. And uh, you know, it's rare when you can look to one singular point in the race and, and say that was the turning point in the race, but it really was. Uh, you know, those guys were strong. The inner cars are always strong at these tracks. And, you know, that I'm not saying we weren't good. We were certainly capable, but that gave us the leg up that we needed to take control of the race. Thanks, pal. Congratulations. Enjoy it. Make Dunny stay in park. <laughs> Thanks. <clears throat> All right. Our next question will come from Zach. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, Denny, this one's for you, kind of similar uh, to what uh, Chris was just talking about. But, you know, Hendrick Motorsports has been praised as the team to beat on these 550 horsepower racetracks this season. And Gibbs end up, ends up coming home 1-3-4 today. Um, what does that say about where this organization is at on the mile and a half tracks? And was this more a matter of performance over strategy? Um, what, what was your take on, on how that all played out? Well, I, I thought through the summer months, we made some gains on the 550 tracks. And really, that's kind of been our bread and butter with our 11 FedEx team for the first two years of my relationship with Chris. So, um, you know, I, I think that we really put a lot of emphasis in the offseason trying to get better in the 750s. Uh, Chris knows I don't like this. All right. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. sorry about that. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. Bring our next question from Kelly Crandall. Go ahead, Kelly. 
Yeah, I have one more for Chris. Locked into the round of eight, but I'm curious, at what point do you start looking at Phoenix and putting a car aside or, or thinking about your car for Phoenix? Well, I think I think every every major organization looks to Phoenix. You know, we're, we're blessed to have a lot of, you know, capable people in our, in our company that uh, can multitask, I guess we'll say. But, you know, certainly when, you know, through the first six races, our team's only going to have only been stressed for two of them and, and are therefore able to take some more focus and put it elsewhere. I mean, that's a huge advantage. It can't be understated. And, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to, to divvying up that time. I can tell you that. And Denny, you, you all have been adamant all year. You guys can win races. The numbers have spoke for themselves, but uh, two wins now in the first four races, how much more confidence does that just give you about this team and, and your chances to keep going deep into this postseason? Well, my crew chief would say I, I missed out on two more wins in the first round, so we should have won all of them. So um, I, I I can't disagree. <laughs> we probably should have won every race so far in the playoffs. Uh, I, I guess I've heard out there we've led a third of all the laps so far in the playoffs. So, I mean, we're 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 good. We knew we knew that you know this is what we're capable of, and and really we've shown this all year long. Uh, it shows in laps led, top fives, top tens, but. Um, you know, for whatever reason, whether it be bad luck or, you know, mistakes on our own, we, we haven't got all the, the bunches of wins that we've had in the past. So uh, hopefully this is a start uh, of a really good run. Okay, our next question will come from Bob Pockris. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, for Chris, um, if that caution after about 10 laps in stage two, was extended as they had to get a chase vehicle that broke down on the track. How much did, did that matter a lot as far as being able to make that stage on fuel? Um, it, again, the caution fell right on the edge and NASCAR opened the pit road, pit road really, really quickly. Um, it didn't give the teams a lot of time to uh, sort of think through the what ifs of it all. You really had to be ready with your call right away and go with gut instinct. And I think I only got the call to Denny once in the car and I told him exactly why we needed to pit it. Pit. And to be honest with you, the pit crew had to adjust on the fly. I mean, I told Denny we needed to pit for fuel. Pit road's open. We're coming down pit road. And I told the pit crew what we're doing. It just happened that fast. Um, it, it really was a turning point of the race and, uh, you know, certainly the extra cautions, which you kind of got to know in the back of your mind, you're going to get them. It's not when you pit, but it's how many caution laps you're going to get after when you pit and what that does to your fuel window. And just the way this worked out, there wasn't very much time at all to think through all that, but I was very confident it was the right call or at least opened up options for us. And, and really where, where we were able to cash in was what played out. That was, that was the stage one, the rest of the way green and, and, um, man, I can't be happier that it did. For Denny, not sure if you've been asked, but do you feel like with the way you've run the last four races that you should be considered the favorite and not Larson for the title? I, uh, I, I don't care. <laughs> Nothing matters. You have to play the game. It, it doesn't matter who's the favorite. Uh, you have to play. And, and again, we, we were – Dominant last year. Harvick was dominant last year. He didn't even make the final four. Uh, we squeaked in and, and you know, we we finished fourth. Like, that's all we had for car speed. So, I just think that uh, it's so hard to predict. It, this championship is made in 
in one race. It's so different than it used to be. And so um, our team, our, our goals going into the year is just make the final four because, you know, it's really, really hard to predict what can happen in one particular race. But favorite, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I like our chances on, on a Phoenix type track. That's for sure. Okay, our next question will come from Chris Knight. Go ahead, Chris. I continue today as far as Harvick goes. Are you, do you enjoy now watching Harvick try to get into people's heads? Um, I, I, you know, honestly, Harvick's kind of mind games was more so earlier in his career. I think he was just generally pissed off last week um, and this week. So I just think uh, he – you know, he probably legitimately had a gripe. So I, I can't, you know, I can't, uh, you know, condone one way or another, but he had a, he had a, he had a gripe and he voiced it. Thank you. Okay. Next question. We'll go to Chris Knight. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Denny, congratulations on the win tonight. Um, I was just curious about Talladega next weekend. Do you be playing a little selfish game and try to go for as many stage points and, as you can get, or do you be the teammate role and try to help your teammates get further along into the round of 12 and prepare for hopefully the round of eight? Uh, we'll discuss that this week, but uh, honestly, from my standpoint, it's a, it's a free pass to go there and try to lead every lap and win the race. So, I mean, last year we were so fortunate because we had a good first, you know, a Las Vegas race. We had a lot of bonus points. So we were able to lay in the back the entire race and we were 29th on the first or 23rd or something on the first green white checkered and won the race. So I just, I don't know. I, you know, it's that, that's a tough race to get through. There's always a lot of attrition, but um, again, it's, it's another week where there's nothing, nothing to lose all the game. Thanks, Jenny. All right. Real fast. Is there any questions for coach Gibbs before we let him go? All right, we'll continue with additional questions and we'll take another question from Mitchell Brewer. Go ahead, Mitchell. The team has found a setup that uh, has worked with my driving style. And uh, I know that uh, me and Chris really work hard on trying to uh, shore up any uh you know, deficiencies that we have and, and I try to have or, or, I, or I have as a driver. So uh, I just, I, you know, I go to work on it and the team goes to work on what they need to give me to uh, go fast. And I try to give them the best information that I can. And they take that information and they, you know, put their brains together and they come up with something that works. And really the last two years, they've, they've really, uh, you know, changed the game for me at this racetrack. And um, uh, again, it's just, it, it means a lot to cross off us. Las Vegas is, is the track that we want at now. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks. All right, Davey, Siegel, did you have additional questions? Nope, I'm all good. Thank you. All right. Zach, did you have any additional questions? No, I'm good. Thank you. All right. Justin, do you have a final question? Yeah, uh, Denny, I, I asked your crew chief earlier, um, but I'll ask you too. How does this win help kind of ease the pressure of the wild cards like Talladega and the Roval, especially considering how we've seen the road courses be so chaotic this year? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I um, you know, I, I already planned on a lot of prep time for the Roval. It's a track that uh, I have struggled at over the years for, for whatever reason. Um, but, um, you know, I, I still, listen, I'm still professional. I still want to go out there and win the next two weeks. I mean, um, there's no reason for us to take any weeks off. We don't take any weeks off. Uh, we were battling for regular season championship for the last 10 weeks of the regular season. Like, you know, we've been in playoff mode for, for quite a while, quite a while now. Uh, so I, I'm just more looking forward to it now, you know, than then, you know, worrying about, you know, all the what ifs of, of what can happen that can take you out. Cause during the course of my career, I've, I've had just about all the what ifs, what ifs actually happen. Uh, so it's, it's good to know that uh, we've got nothing to lose at this point. Okay, we have a question from Tom, I believe. Tom, can you hear us? I can. I can. Hi. Denny, what does this win at Las Vegas do for you now that you're safely into the round of eight in Kansas is another mile and a half that's coming up in the next round? Is, this a, is that a benefit for you going forward into that, into that round as well? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly some things we can learn from uh, from – Kansas, or from this racetrack that we can take to Kansas. And uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll study this racetrack uh, quite a bit and, and figure out, you know, still how we could be better than what we, we are and, and apply those things towards Kansas. So certainly there's a lot of things, a lot of parallels that you can draw between the two. So uh, it's very encouraging from my standpoint. Good luck, bud. Go get them. Thanks. All right, Denny, congratulations again on the win and, and essentially – Punching your ticket into the next round of the NASCAR playoffs. We appreciate you spending some time with us this evening and wish you the best of luck next week in Talladega. All right. Thank you. This is WFO Radio. Bye, bye, bye. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO.